love Michigan sports. Red Wings, Lions, Tigers, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State, and the list goes on. And you love beer. Love beer. Who doesn't? What if we mixed the two together? My sports. We'll talk everything Michigan sports like only we do, and then we'll down our fair share of beer from a local brewery. Grading the beer throughout the episode, so pop a cold one on your end, and we'll get busy on ours. This is the state of my sports. That's right, everybody. This is State of My Sports, and this is episode 139. We're going to have an NFL-heavy episode with the Lions season officially over. Uh, we're going to kind of put a recap. We're going to talk about the game, first of all, because you beat the Packers, you got to talk about the game. Sorry, Micah. Um, but then we're going to talk about kind of the put a bow on the season, talk about some of the stuff that we talked about in the, in the um, preview, but more or less just kind of talk about some questions that have been answered, some questions that we have still have heading into... Um, the off season. I think that that's the biggest thing. Uh, we're gonna talk a lot, a lot about that, and it's gonna be fun. We're gonna uh, discuss the best and the worst rebuild situations in the NFL, um, and where the Lions uh, rank in that. We're gonna have our uh, NFL playoff draft, adopt a team draft. That's always fun, right? So, Mike, I've got to get your phone out and do the spin to see who goes first. Yeah. Um, Kyle said he was going to comment and be part of it, so we'll see if that happens. I, I mean, I doubt he'll still be comment for what the draft. He said he's going to comment on. He's going to be part of the draft, the NFL adopting draft. The king in, in the comments. King. That's going to be that's going to be difficult. What, he just shows up for the glory. He says he's going. Yeah, huh. right. Exactly. Um, but you're, you're gonna, more gonna, than welcome. Yeah, and then we're going to do our, our betting hero picks of the week. We're going to grade some beer uh, from the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. That's where we're at today. We're going to all drink the same beer. Except for Micah, because he's still on the Daniel fast uh, during the week, at least, right? Is that that is correct? Um, so, well, yeah, we'll we'll do that, and we'll make our betting hero picks of the week. I already said that, I think. You got to put a bow on that as well. So that's coming down to the end. We got the playoffs, which is always fun to to be. This is my chance to take over first place. That's my goal. Yeah, did you have a good week or no? Win- no, I didn't. Oh, okay. No, it's not it was the same as yours, but. It wasn't good. Uh-oh. Um, before we jump in, I did want to give a quick <laughs> shout-out to our sponsors that help keep this thing rolling and free for our listeners, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe, Mac Web Design, and BettingHero.com. Uh, I am Sam Waldart. With me today, we got Ryan Waldart, Micah Smith, and not on camera, but back and better than ever is John Dornboss. John, what in the world? Where have you yeah. been, man? Here camp, baby. We're so excited that you're back. Kaboom! I'm so Look who stepped in the I'm, room. I'm just excited because I don't have a mouse in front of me and be like doing clicks and like Ryan's like he's actually gonna be part of the conversation. Yeah, you're gonna be not talking like now. What's going on? So no, John, we're really excited to have you back, man. How, how you been? Good. Yeah. Good to be back. So you you took a trip to Florida. A little trip to Florida over the holidays, or I would have been back a little earlier. Yeah. Man, that was a long trip. Florida's awesome. Well, yeah, Oof, man. Yeah, it was, like it was a month. A, it was a little. Some kind of trip. That's for, that's for sure. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. He's back and better than ever. Tasting good beer. That's all that matters, right? You can taste all beer again. All that matters. <laughs> uh, but Ryan, what? You, you went to your first Lions game. Oh We're yeah, gonna I talk did. about the game. That was your so, first should, one. Should, so should I? Yeah, it's my first Lions game. Should yeah. we talk about the, our week being at the game now, or should we put that part of the Lions conversation? Uh, I, I mean, think we should just move through and get talking about 
Should we just relate it to our Lions topic? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah? Yeah. So, Ryan, hold what you're going to say when I ask how your first Lions game went. Oh, man, it was... Oh, okay. (laughs) Just hold it, I said. (laughs) Hold it. I'll hold it. All right. I don't know what what else to really talk about. Let's start with the Pistons. Yeah, I just want to talk about some kind of real quick recent news that's happened. Uh, Red Wings have a little bit of news. Pistons. Tell tell us what happened, Ryan. Yeah, so uh, Pistons traded Rodney Magruder... You probably don't know who that is, but he was on the Pistons. Never heard of him. You say McGruber? Uh, I was a big fan of him, though. A second-round draft pick. Next year's second-round draft pick from the Brooklyn Nets. We're talking one of the worst draft picks in the draft, one of the one of the last ones, probably yeah, 50th Mr. overall. Irrevel- Irrelevant. Rodney Magruder, that second-round draft pick for Bull Bull, who is uh, a center or power forward, whatever, even small forward sometimes. He's <laughs> Wait, seven. he's a small forward? How did, how I, I, they, is... they ran a big lineup where he was playing small forward with – Nikola Jokic and and I think uh, Frank, old, former Pistons dude, uh, Mason Plumley. Okay. So, um, but anyway, he's not a small forward. He's he's seven feet two inches. <laughs> and his wingspan's like what seven eight? Or yeah, something the, like that. it's it, like insane. He's oh. the son of Manute Bull. If you guys remember back in the day, he was the oldest. Uh, Rest in peace. Or, uh, Thoughts the, and prayers. Yeah, the tallest, the tallest NBA player of all time, I believe. Was he? Or, or George Mirasan? I guess between those two guys. Yeah, I don't know. They were like seven six and seven seven, so I don't remember which That's ones insane. which. But. So he's a small in his family. Yeah, he played. Uh, his, his dad played ten ten NBA seasons. Um, so Bobo had grown up in a in a family, you know, around professional basketball. Um, he uh, is a very skilled basketball player. I'll give him that. If, we, if you're looking for an overview of of how he plays basketball, people say he has guard like skills in a seven foot two frame. I, I'm not going to go as far as that. Can he dribble? Yeah, he can. He can handle the ball. He can dribble. He can pass. Um, he can shoot as well. Right now, he's just he's he's so skinny. People can move him wherever um, they want him to move. So, uh, is he going to play in the middle of the of the floor? Not really. And he probably doesn't want to play there either. He yeah. he feels he plays basketball. Uh, oh my gosh, basketball, basketball. He plays basketball <laughs> at the three point line and, and wants to dribble from there. So, uh, is this, that how we're going to use him? I don't know. I'm I'm going to be curious to see what we do with him. I wouldn't mind running the offense through him and see what he does, what decisions he makes. Um, I don't think he's going to light the NBA on fire. I think he could improve the Pistons. He could. That That's a big if. Because um, Pistons, right now, they're running a really small rotation. They've been, they've been playing uh, like three forwards and two guards um, for a while now. Sadiq Bay's okay. been playing power forward. and um, who, Who's been the, the five for them right now? Johnny, you know that or no? I haven't watched since Isaiah Stewart got sucker punched in the face by LeBron James. <laughs> I quit just, watching the NBA after that. Yeah. yeah. That's I, a 10-game suspension and it never happened. No. He got one for it, right? LeBron did? I think, yeah. I think LeBron yeah. got one. One game. And Stewart got two, right? Yeah, which also surprised me because he went after him so many times. Yeah, he should have got one for each time he went after him. <laughs> yeah. No, but the Pistons have been playing small. They have Isaiah Stewart, who's small himself, an undersized center, uh, and nobody else. Um, because of all the injuries and protocols and all I, that stuff, I was surprised. So when I when I looked up this trade, he was forty fourth overall pick. Yeah, I, I thought, and, and I'm trying to remember what school he went to. Oregon, Oregon. He was a big name coming out, and he was huge in the in the tournament. Like he was one of the best players in college basketball that year, wasn't he? Well, so out of high school, he was the fourth overall ranked prospect. 
So that that's saying something. That's that's a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people were saying some people early on because he took the high school season by storm as a freshman. People were saying Kevin Durant because of his size and shooting ability. Um, I, he kept growing. So he's seven foot two with the wingspan we talked about. So yeah, out of high school, fourth overall ranked prospect. He went to Oregon, averaged over twenty points per game, ten rebounds, few assists, three blocks a game. Like he was killing it in college. Um, nine games in, he hurt his foot. And oh, I think he required surgery. Okay. So then all the questions with health came in, and um, you know, someone with the, that length, like yeah, the scare. I mean, yeah. like we've seen it so many times with the big guy who with foot problems or ankle problems, and that just scares a lot of people away. That that's where he lost his steam. Uh, so people were still kind of. He was invited. He was invited to the draft night because they thought he was going to be a lottery pick or worst case somewhere in the first round, and he wasn't. He dropped Oof. all the way to forty fourth. Uh, it was a rough night for him, two nights for him, I guess, um, and. Hmm. Yeah, that's kind of the story. He ended up with the with the Denver Nuggets. Um, obviously, behind last year's MVP Nikola Jokic, he was not going to see the playing time on a good team yeah. that's contending. So they didn't they didn't really uh, want to sit there and, and develop him anymore. And, and it, there were reports that he had some attitude issues and didn't want to play in the middle, down low, where where Denver wanted him. He wanted to play on the outside and use his guard like skills. So okay. I think it was mutual interest in parting ways. So giving up a guy like Magruder, who's basically something that I thought was a TV show, and uh, Brooklyn's second over, second round pick, you're giving up nothing. There is somewhat of a ceiling, maybe. Yeah, is it like a, a, a high risk, low re- or low risk, high reward? Yeah, that's in, exactly in right. And and I don't even know how high the reward is, but you're looking for somebody. I don't. I, I really don't think with the way he moves, I'm, I'm not thinking he's like a future all-star player okay i don't think he'll ever be but could he carve a role into the nba yeah he really could i mean if you're gonna play down low and be that long and block shots and then go and sit at the three-point line and and do something special i mean that's that's something that you know nobody wants their center to go guard out at the three-point line so sit him out there stretch the floor he could absolutely have a role in this offense yeah it'll be interesting to see and i think the pistons are kind of in a unique situation that they're not like really good at running one particular offense is, is my dumb at the basketball assessment. It's like, yeah, we'll just maybe get something out of you and we'll not necessarily cater the offense to you, but we're open to changing the offense and and making, making you work here. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. I I sounded like a real dumb at the basketball statement. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know how to respond to that. Um, I think the Pistons right now, they're in a, this, they're in a can't lose situation because they they might actually get worse with this experiment with Bobo, and that's that's not something they're worried about either. In fact, that just helps their draft odds. Um, so I don't think it's that bad of a situation. Uh, you're going to give him a chance to show what he can do, either turn into different draft capital. He'll be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. So whatever offer somebody else wants, if he has a great year and tears it up, somebody can offer, and Pistons have first dibs to match that offer. So you might be able to have control over him for a while, and and if not, then it didn't cost you anything. I think it's a it's a good trade. Awesome, yeah. It'll it'll be fun to see how how it works out, and just the way that this team they're in this interesting situation, especially with Jeremy Grant once he gets healthy. People are still talking about him uh, being traded for, so that'll be um, interesting. I do want to save our, our NFL coach firings for our, our our later topic when we're talking about uh, the rebuild. Um, but I did want to bring up real quick before we get into our beer introductions that uh, Nicholas Lidstrom was rehired by the Detroit Red Wings as vice president of hockey operations. Look, I don't know what vice president of hockey operations necessarily does. I don't care what it does. 
but I like bringing the perfect human, the perfect human being back into the organization is, is basically where I'm at. And it's like, it can't hurt. And the amount of uh, Europeans we have on this roster coming up through the roster, it'll be good to have that type of player that they can look up to. Not that they look up to a retired guy necessarily, but like, it's just, it's, it, living it's in a Sweden. good, it's a good piece to have. He's going to bring uh, a different form of leadership to that office. Yeah. And back part of the organization. I mean, you love this guy. Like Red Wings fans love what he brought to the organization. He was literally the perfect human being from start to finish in his career. That's a good guy to have on your side. Where does yeah. that, where does that um, nickname come from? He was literally the perfect human being. No, but where does that come from? <laughs> Say it uh, one more time. I think God named him. That. No, I have no, I have no idea. It, yeah, it, was, it was like the, it was the way he carried himself, the yeah. way he played. It was just the, the NHL. The, the NHL in general kind of labeled him that yeah. because he played the game perfectly. He was the nicest guy on the ice, um, and just he, he's done it. He's insane. I think it's cool because this is obviously somebody that Steve Eisenman trusts 100 percent and yeah. can bounce ideas off of, even if even if he's just looking for an, an opinion to talk something out. Yeah. Uh, somebody that you trust right a good friend um and then if he's over in sweden it, it could also be more eyes on the ice and and if your scouts are over there looking at different european skaters then he could be somebody to go do that yeah, too definitely. and confirm or deny you know something uh, especially like the 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 late round picks that the diamonds in the rough that red wings kind of built it's harder harder to find those than they used to because they were the very innovative with their um scouting overseas and that's why they it's new had, germany right What's that? Germany's the new Sweden. <laughs> it is. It kind of yeah, might be in the NHL. Yeah. There's some. There's some good talent coming out of there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was something that happened. I'm not going to tell you what he's going to do because I I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I'd be lying if I if I tried to tell you what uh, Vice President of Hockey Operations does. Sounds like a really nice title. And the best part is, is Lidstrom's back, whether he's overseas or or here. Like it's just it's cool. It, it is really cool. Welcome back. So we are going to get into our beer introductions, uh, but before we do, I did want to talk or give a quick shout out to uh, the Hops Brewing Company and Cafe. Um, they we're, are open. We're yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I think I'm mixing <laughs> stuff up here. Um, they're open and pouring some of the best craft beer in West Michigan. Yeah, I really am messing up, but I'm just going to keep it rolling. The revamped food menu, rotating taps, wine and ciders make the hops perfect for, for whatever you have going on. From dinner with the family, which I had tonight, late night drinks with friends, which I'm having tonight. Yep. And everything in between, which I think you guys a podcast is something that's We're in between. We're doing that. Yeah. We're doing that tonight. I'm doing it yeah. all, right? Not that you guys would consider me your friends. Um, but the Hops is becoming a staple in the West Michigan restaurant community that we highly recommend to our friends and listeners. Taco Tuesday was what we were hitting tonight. We had uh, taco. I got to stop doing that? Yeah. All right. Sorry. John's about to <laughs> punch me. He goes, this is what I came back for? <laughs> I Sam? Can't, I can't turn your mic pen off. <laughs> yeah. Right. You probably should have at this <laughs> point. Your, your pen mic. <laughs> yeah. All right. My hands are done. Uh, taco Tuesday consists of any taco for two fifty, and you can pair it with their margarita seltzer for only 3 bucks. My parents, they got the the margarita seltzer and they could threw strawberry in it. So Andrea got the strawberry one. My dad got the strawberry one and they said Ooh. they liked it. So, and then they went with the blank slate of the seltzer too. So they really liked that. It got really quiet in here. Is it quiet now or what's going on? Yeah. I think a party just left. Is that what happened? All right. The hops is the official brewery of state of my sports in 2021 and 2022. I guess I got to f- update my, my read here. I'm really struggling today, but it's all right. <laughs> you and if you mentioned right? say to my sport, I'm nervous. John's here judging me now, and I'm just getting all nervous. Uh, if you mention say to my sports, you'll get a nice little discount off your first 
Beer. Beer oh. introductions. Here Ooh. we go. Man, that was... Ryan, tell us what we're drinking. Here's, here's the beer list. Yeah, we're drinking... Actually, no, uh, Mike is not drinking, so he has to tell us what we're drinking. What? Right? I, I, I'll just do it. Uh, we're you're drinking, drinking beer. Well, yeah, we're drinking uh, Flight 6041. It's a 5% beer brewed in honor of DeHop's first daughter, Lauren's, uh, her wedding day. This German wheat beer is subtle, hence with uh, spice and clove, blended with just the right amount of natural blood orange puree for a light, crisp, refreshing brew. It's a great description, the refreshingness of this, uh, of this beer. I mean, it's really good. I knew I liked it. That's the reason why I got it. So I wanted to. Give yeah. It a grade. So have you graded this one before? I probably have. I feel um, like one of us did. I have not graded it. Well, At least you that you I have know not. Of. I don't think I have. Yeah, I think somebody did, and I don't know if it was me or you. I, I know I've I've drank it plenty. Well, I said of times. it wasn't me, so it had to be you. Unless it was Micah. I've <laughs> never even heard of that beer. Or John. John, did you grade this one? Yeah, let's nail it down. No, John. John. Either way, it's no. been a while. I think it's a good one to get back to. Yeah, it's for a little sure. refreshing. So this one was created for the the his daughter Mark's daughter's wedding. Yeah. Which, did you read that? Yeah. Cool. Lauren. I, I didn't read it very well because I feel like it's worded a little weird on here. But Yeah, I was going to I was gonna talk to you about off. that off air about how bad your read was. I think it needed a comma. I got to stop doing this. Get this yeah. pen away from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you <laughs> don't have a computer. literally about to punch me. He I doesn't think. have a computer to fiddle with. Like, I know. Move like, usually I have a mouse like to just keep me going. I'm going to give Sam a crayon. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Either that or a TV remote. I don't know where it went, but uh, we'll just move on. If it's craft beer. In Michigan sports, we may not be the authority, but we love both like a fat kid loves cake. This is State of My Sports. <laughs> oh, boy. The Detroit Lions. Let's talk some Detroit Lions. They let's beat go. the Packers 37-30 to in a pretty fun, meaningless game. Yeah, let's get that second overall. Um, <laughs> on a late, That's a good game. On a late DeAndre Swift, 14-yard touchdown run and field goal sandwich between two interceptions by the Packers' future quarterback, Jordan Love. <laughs> I got to do that every time. The Lions <laughs> did lead at halftime against the starters, so we can't throw that out the window. That argument, at least, 17-13. to 13. Um, And that included a fake punt that the Lions failed at. A Tom Kennedy touchdown pass to Khalif Raymond on like a double reverse. That was crazy. Along with a golf touchdown pass to St. Brown, who ended with eight catches and 109 yards. Goff finished 21 of 30 for 238 yards and two touchdowns. No interceptions. Let's talk about this game. We got to talk about it because we were there. Yeah. Micah, you were, awesome. so last week we, we knew that you were going to be there. <laughs> yep. And we talked about it on the podcast. You had a bachelor party. How, how did the bachelor party go? That was right. Outside of the game. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the game. Yeah, it was a yeah. good What'd time. What did you guys do? Uh, went out to eat, did a lot of drinking, as bachelor parties do, right? Um, I don't know. I've never been in we were one. Fr- <laughs> we were freezing. We, we decided to walk everywhere, I guess. You didn't take it's, the queue line or whatever it's called? No. Well, we were, <laughs> I, well, it didn't go down to the hotel we were staying at, so I ended up doing a lot of walking. Yeah. But... Uh, I ended up having to regroup uh, halfway through one of the days. You, you, you're usually that guy. I yeah. am definitely that guy. Yeah, we've had but, beers and bikes situations that you have to oh. regroup in my basement yeah. and make a mess down there. Yeah, um, we've had bowling trips that you have to regroup but, in the car. But <laughs> if regroups the right Come word, on, Micah. <laughs> come on, you're better than that. But honestly, I was uh, I was fast asleep at probably like four p.m. and Guys came pounding on my door. I like jumped out of bed. I'm like, I think I feel better. And I'm like, I hope I feel better. 
because I have the rest of the night to go with the guys. So jumped in the shower, and by the grace of God, I was able to survive the rest of the night, and then a couple of other guys went down as I was coming back (laughs) off of my... You were coming back at 4 a.m.? 4 p.m. P.m. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, geez, Micah, come on. Oh, I I know, I know. It was bad. No, it it was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. What, what guy, oh. so like, I feel like everybody has a label at a bachelor party, right? Like you have, you have one guy that goes too hard early and has to regroup <laughs> or he's just MIA hey, for the rest guy. of the You have one guy that's like the dad trying to take care of everybody. That was my label. The Sam guy. At the, yeah, that was my <laughs> label at the, I had a bachelor party this summer and everybody's like, why are you going and getting me drinks? Like you're cleaning up. Like, what, what are you doing? I'm like. I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, this is not what I want to be, but it is who I am. The Adderall probably had something to do with it. But anyway, yeah. like, That'll do I don't it. know. Like, so, what, I'm the game guy. You're a game guy? Oh, like, yeah. What do you yeah. mean by game guy? Like game for anything? Or you just want to play a game? the games. I'm finding the games. <laughs> I want to like have fun. If people are just sitting around talking. I'm like, hey, time to do something. Yeah. We're at a we're, bachelor party. Like These don't come around very often. Let's do something. <laughs> yeah. Like, if we're going somewhere, I don't need to go play a game if we're doing something. But if everybody's just sitting around, I'm like, hey, I'm stopping this. I'm going to change the atmosphere here. Let's try to have a little bit of fun. What's the worst kind of guy? I'm a ping pong guy. What's the worst kind of bachelor party guy? Because I have something in my head. The TV watching guy. See, I was going to say the guy that is obsessed with going to a strip club. That's what I would like. I'm not a strip club guy. I've never been to one. But there's always that guy that's like, we got to find a way to a strip club. And I'm like. Well, do we though? Yeah, so we I, can all look. Yeah, never <laughs> look mind. at the same boobs and <laughs> do what? Like, I, I, I've never understood the the positives of a strip club personally. I think it's the party pooper <laughs> guy <laughs> that doesn't want to go do anything. Boobs. Not 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 like that, but like no, oh, those, let, that's the worst guy. Yeah, like let's go to this bar. You know, they have you know these these games or let's do axe throwing or let's go to this restaurant and that guy's always going, Oh, how about this? Well, how about this? How about this? And it's just, that kills the vibe, right? Wait, the guy that just brings up ideas, the guy that says no to all the the ideas, the guy that says no to the, all all the ideas and brings up other ideas because he doesn't want to do any of them. Not, not one, but constantly. Right. Oh yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. If he's trying to content. Yeah. I don't, I know a guy like that. I know a guy like that. (laughs) Not I'll, you, Mike. No, I was say, <laughs> no it's, it's not, not you, Mike. No, it's you're a, the guy. You're the early crasher, dude. <laughs> John, which guy are you? All right, I'm I'm the tab target guy, right? So I'll be at a bachelor party, and a bartender or waitress will come up to me with a million drinks on a piece of paper and say, "Hey, I need the money," right? So you're the guy that yeah. sells it. Oh. No, but I'm Every not. Time? I'm, I'm not. The, no, it just yeah, happened one. Terrible. It happened one time in Detroit, and I was not paying 120 bucks for a, a fifth of Grey Goose. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah, it came in a bucket, and I was like, no, nah, I don't want it. But uh, I think the worst kind of guy is the show up too late kind of guy, right? The party's kind of dwindling down. Everybody's drunk, and he shows up and hey, makes I'm a big here. scene, and like, oh, let's go to this place, this place, this place, and already has it's like an Uber ordered, and like. Yeah. You know, you're going to last call when last call was three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. And either way, even if he's not that guy, then if he shows up late, then he's like behind everybody else's vibe anyways. And he wants to like talk about life and work and stuff. And you're like, I don't want to talk about work. Yeah. Like, and we got through that already. Yeah, you know, your, your buddy that. that's about to get married, he brings up, you're making the worst decision of your life. <laughs> and he's, you know, he's in the worst shape of his that life. That might be the know? worst guy of them all. Guys like, you know, you really don't have to do this guy. Yeah. Like <laughs> everybody's having second guesses, but you don't say it. 
You don't you don't let them uh, think about it. <laughs> I think Not one thing <laughs> this group learned this weekend is that we're all getting too old to do like young person drinking. Sounds like they're, you are. Well, I have been there <laughs> for sure. Just got to switch it to Bush Light, man. You yeah. can go all day on them light beers. Yeah, I agree. Like, hey. see, in I, those situations, I'm like light beer, and they go down so quick. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think I think liquor. I think, I think liquor a light is beer drunk the, is the best drunk, personally. You think what? Light beer light drunk? Light beer drunk is the best drunk. Like, I don't think yeah. beer drunk is the, is my best drunk either. Anyway, I think it's got to just be a light beer though. If you can go hard with like Bush Light or a Bud Light. Like a light beer, you can go hard on that, man. Like the oh. me at Ohio, the Michigan Ohio State game when I was drinking Bud Lights the whole time. Oh, and you got sloppy? No, it was like a perfect like. It's like the perfect mix of like happy. Well, I'm sure the game had a lot to do with it, but like just like a a bubbly, goofy, drunk, but like I wasn't there. still feeling good. Yeah, you were, weren't you? Ohio State. Oh no, you were in, I was in, you were in Alabama. Yeah. That's right. But that was so probably was the, me. That was the best drunk I've been in a long time. I would say. If yeah. you can rank my drunks, like I, that's probably one I of the best. I was also high on emotion. <laughs> yeah, high. That had a lot. What are we talking about? Uh, Lions. Lions <laughs> game. Lions Recap. game and bachelor party. Do we, are we out of time for the Lions Lions game now? Or no? <laughs> <laughs> no more Lions. You right. always make time for this, baby. We always. I mean, dude, when there's football season, we got. We're getting into creativity, Sam. We'll go three hours. Just don't test us. <laughs> Sam's got to come get creative with topics here moving forward, so i got to take this Lions as far as I can go. Let's actually break this game down for the next six weeks. You guys yeah. want down for that? Yeah. We'll start with the first quarter. One quarter at a time. Yeah, one quarter. No. <laughs> the halftime show. <laughs> no, all right, Ryan, your first Lions game. Shout yeah. out to listener Kurt. Thank you so much for bringing us on that and then giving us that opportunity. Oh, Great absolutely. Time. It was so much fun. Well, that and like the, the seats were awesome. The tickets were like pretty close. What, 13 rows yeah. up from I think the field? It was row 13. Your guys' seats yeah. were dope. Yeah. yeah, that was that was, and the view was was we were in the end zone or just beyond the end zone, so um, it was it was just a great view of the game too. You could see the wide receivers as they were running the routes. You could see. It was cool. I I felt like so I don't like watching games live usually, but like there was something about that game that I could see it so much better. Yeah, like from that angle, I could see miss assignments. I could see like the formation better Being like behind the play. person. Yeah, hundred percent. I it I, helped me see the game a lot. I, I thought it was. Awesome to see the the one on one matchups, and you couldn't see the whole thing. Like it, I'm not going to say that I could see the entire field and scan, you know, the offensive line, tell you how they were doing. Yeah, it's a different perspective. But I was picking one or two matchups and try to see if I could like scan between those two matchups. Yeah. And, and I, I had a lot of fun watching the wide receivers match up against the cornerbacks and watch the like the mirroring, you know, like the if, if somebody's making a move, how, what what is the response that the defensive back is going to have and like how they're getting open. Yeah. To me, that was just so much fun to watch, like, you know, just a, a common slant to see where the separation happened, um, the direction or the quick twitch muscles that the, you know, the defensive back has to, you know, react to and deal yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really cool, and I, I had a lot of fun with it. And then I, I got caught up watching Tracy Walker a lot too. He had, that was one of his best games of the season. Oh, it was awesome. He played great, yeah. I, I love what I, he did. What do you have, like 13 tackles or something? 11, 13 tackles? I think it was 13, yeah. Yeah, awesome. What do you think of that Fort Field? up there. Fort Field's great. I've been in Fort Field before. Oh, but, yeah. But I was okay. there to watch a, a band, um, high school band competition when I was in college. So... <laughs> Why were you watching? A one of my one of my teammates one of my teammates uh, baseball teammates dad was the band or he was actually the drumline um, lead or whatever. Okay. So it was a drumline competition uh, oh, for yeah. states, and we were there to just support and, and nice. check it out. So before the Lions game, that was the only reason I was in Fort Field, which is kind of funny. Yeah, 
but no, I think I think the stadium uh, is awesome. I haven't been to any other stadiums, um, but I I wouldn't I, I didn't couldn't pick a hole or in it. Yeah, you know? like I feel like it's it was really cool, really well rounded. Yeah, good atmosphere. Um, it seemed like when the crowd got loud, it was loud in there. Yeah, right? I mean, so like they they have the d- d- decibels like on the screen, and yeah. they, it would hit like 110, 115. I was there uh, a few years ago. It was actually Patricia's first year. When the Lions played the Patriots, I think it was Sunday night football. Oh, like the best game Lions oh, Patricia's, history. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Patricia's career for sure. I think it was hitting like 145 decibels. Like that place is so loud when they get loud. Yeah. And I'm just so excited to see what this, like when they have a meaningful, if they ever have a home playoff game, look out because I think that, that roof might explode because I, I that place home, is real loud. Yeah, I went home and started looking at season ticket prices and – um. Season tickets? Yeah. yeah season it. tickets? Yeah. Just look at those prices, and yeah. I started talking to my wife, and then I got shot down really quickly. Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I, I've, I don't think that it's necessarily the tickets that's it's the, drive, the man. issue. It's the two-and-a-half-hour drive It's there. a full day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, so we left at, like, what? 9 a.m.? 9. We got home at 8? Yeah. 8.30? Yeah. And we didn't do anything. Yeah. It wasn't All we did like was any, eat. Yeah. We went to the stadium pretty much right away, and then we left the stadium and went in the car. Did you guys tailgate at all? We didn't. We didn't oh, know where to go. We oh, had no man. idea. Is it is is the Lions good for tailgating? It's, Have you been it's tailgating? It's decent. Yeah, I've been to a couple of games. I went to the game in thir- 2013. They played the Ravens, and Justin Tucker kicked that like 60 something yard field goal the first time. <laughs> the right? first time he did that. Yeah. And we were in the end zone behind the goalpost that the oh. ball went through. Oh my gosh! But I had Justin Tucker on my fantasy team. <laughs> And he got me six points, and that was like a playoff matchup. And like, oh, yeah. You know, just for that one kick, right? Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was obviously upset. Yeah. But I think that was the loudest Ford Field has ever been. Yeah. When I was that, at that game. That was pretty crazy. And, like, that that city, they erupted that night. Like, there I, were times in that stadium, even in this meaningless game, that it was like, all right, this is getting loud. And it's fun. It's fun to see. I mean, the, the stadium was probably – 50-50 might be generous for the Lions fans. There were so many Packers fans. I think there insane. were more Lions fans because there were more Lions because fans. the opposite side was almost all Lions fans um, to our right from the end zone point. Yeah, of view. that's true. Yeah, but but I, I mean probably forty percent Packers fans. Like it, it was, was crazy. It was loaded and it got loud for the Packers every once in a while. The it go did. pack go thing. Yeah, and then we got to respond with the Wait, go home did. pack. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> I think that was the best part. Like, pack, all right, go so home. we don't need to like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to. We don't need to get into the the, no. the game necessarily. Yeah, we do. Yeah. But like, let's talk about as we're sitting there watching this game. We we went into this game thinking it doesn't matter what happens. We can win this game. We're not going to screw anything up. And then because the Jags were supposed to lose the Colts, and because the Colts had to win to make the playoffs, it was just like a crazy. Oh, scenario. It was an obvious win for the Colts. It was obvious. Like you could have walked out blindfolded and should win that game. <laughs> But and they didn't. So I'm like <laughs> sitting here, like watching this game. I'm like, the, 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 I'm checking my phone. Jags are winning by like double digits yeah. late, and it the Lions are down. Three. Not even close. <laughs> the Lions are down, and I'm like, I'm looking at Ryan. Like we're just having like a, one of those eye conversations. Like, like do what we do really you, want this? Yeah, what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, what's gonna? Happen? Then the Lions get the touchdown. We're like, I mean, yeah, high five. But, yeah. Uh, oh, like, we're we're high five, and I was pumped. I was pumped, and, th- and that's where I just – I already made up my mind that it's not going to matter whether we're one or two. I almost would rather be two because I don't think it's going to matter. If you want to take an edge guy, you got that. But I think what, what's going to happen is two is an easier place to move out of. If you're at one, you're going to 
nobody's going to trade up with you. Yeah. And I really like where we're at with two when it comes to that. So I didn't lose any sleep over this win. Watching those Packers fans that claimed that, oh, it didn't mean anything, but then they're cheering, go Pack, go, and like cheering when they score. It's like, wait, does it mean anything? Or are you cheering? And watching them walk out with their heads, heads between their legs, heads between, yeah, that's the right way to say it, right? Yeah. Was awesome. Tails between their legs. Tail between their legs. You could put your head between your legs too, but <laughs> you can. I would try you have a hard it, time but, uh, walking. Yeah. <laughs> Different reasons. <laughs> uh, but man, Micah, I love you, but I enjoyed seeing your fellow Packers fans walk out. Oh, I'm sure. Dead silent. It was just awesome. Because they cared. So well, because they, they cared, cared and, they, and they can't. They gave it to us when they when they had the comeback and they yeah. took the lead and it was like, you know, Lions. You guys are literally the worst franchise. It was one of those t- type of things. And then spelled. and then they came back yeah. and did it mean anything? No, of course not. They had their second string in. Do we? Do we? Are we saying well, that we, we won would the have, first half though? Yeah, but but we didn't beat their first string in both halves. In the first half, we did though. I, I get we that. We would have done the same Aaron thing. Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have thrown two picks, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be like double his no. picks season in total. the division yeah. of the season. No, but I and I'm not going to take any away from the Lions because they had to execute. They had to do they what did. they needed to do. And they put Jordan Love in a couple of bad situations, and he didn't respond very well, or perfectly at least. Who? So, Love. John, yeah. Is he your future, Micah? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why'd you no. guys spend a first-round pick on him? I don't know. No, you have to ask... The guys who did it. But look, if we're talking about the difference between first and second <laughs> overall wish. pick or versus getting that win, I don't see anything wrong with getting a second overall pick and coming out with another win so the locker room can celebrate, the locker room can end on a good note, the the players might buy in and, and understand what this coaching staff wanted to yeah. do one last time. I think that the culture that this could have brought adds more than the difference between first and second overall pick. I agree. And and it's not. I don't think you you win this game and you bring that momentum into the next season no, or anything no, like no, that. No. But when you're setting a culture, when you're trying to do everything in your power to erase the however many years of mediocre at best, like winning this type of game is it means something. It does. Well, I think when the players can go back and look at the the season and say, okay, we won three games. We tied one. We should have won that one. Let's just play the pretend game because players will do this. They're going to play the, play the pretend game and say that that means four game. wins. And then they look at the field goal against the Vikings early and they say that could have been five wins. And they look at the field goal against the Ravens and say that could have been six wins. Well, six wins is like year two of a lot of rebuilds. I think six or seven seven wins is close to the playoff. That's in the graphic for the like last couple of weeks. Yeah, of the last season. couple of weeks. You're but, part of it. But it, the, you know, the six wins is like if you're looking at a, a rebuild structure. Let's just say Jim Schwartz. It went like two wins or or whatever. It was after the zero, right? It was like two wins, yeah. six wins, and then ten wins, and that yeah. was the trajectory. So that that's like they could buy in to say, hey, we just skipped a full year of a rebuild and we're in the ten win season, and at least that gets the locker room prepped in the in the way that they should be going into a season, not expecting to lose. So I think the mental side of this win, it can't hurt, right? I think it could do more more uh, help than harm uh, with this win, and I don't think the the difference in the first and second overall pick is going to do much harm. Ah, I, I, I agree completely. Uh, I don't think we need to talk much more about the game. Is there anything in particular that you wanted to bring up? Well, I just think that flea flicker that we just talked about before, not only was that a double reverse to throw, but it was a fake toss, handoff, reverse, <laughs> flip, 
toss reverse double reverse and then he threw it over and, and it scored the touchdown it was insane it that was like was it was like a madden play plays. except they don't make that play in madden yeah they're not allowed to do that <laughs> it's like one of those custom plays that was so much fun like watching that play develop from the angle that we had and then seeing them run towards us yeah and just being like it was so what cool. was so cool is you saw like the trickery um because we couldn't really see it so i i actually saw it from the the, the screen big, the big screen and then mid play I saw what was going on with the flip and everything and I'm in in my peripherals I'm seeing the wide receiver I mean uh, Khalif Raymond was wide open oh my gosh. Yeah, and so no I, we were all jumping up before he even threw the ball like yeah he's got a touchdown all he needs to do is throw <laughs> this to him yeah like we saw how open and that was the cool part because you're never going to see that on TV yeah it, it was it was really fun um but I didn't want to get into the season recap then um I mean I the first thing that really stood out to me, and I think this is going to be the focus of this this topic here, is the coaching staff and and what they, they turned into. And what I want to do is talk about one of uh, a key free agent, Tracy Walker, uh, safety, very important to this team. I think he had, like we talked about, his best game of the season, we thought. Um, and he's important. You, you need this type of safety to be successful in the league. He needs to be better to be successful, but what's most important here is is what he talked about. He said he didn't want to throw the old coaching staff under the bus, but he did without actually doing it. So basically this is a this is quote. He said, I've gotten better because of those guys. Since they've gotten here, I've seen massive improvements in my game, you know, Men- mentally, physically, and as a man. So at the end of the day, that's why I still want to play for them. That, that plays a huge role for sure, Walker said. Um, if you don't agree uh, with your coaches and coaching staff, that right there is, is key. If you don't agree with your coaches and coaching staff, that tells me he didn't agree with the previous coaches. We saw that with, with Diggs. We saw that with Slay. Those were the issues that made you know it not work with Patricia and, and that whole thing. Uh, he said they understand what it's like to be a player first off another shot at the other regime without taking another shot at him. So they're open ears. Sometimes we might not be right as players, but they're still open to hear it. That's the biggest thing for me. That was the biggest difference, honestly. I respect these coaches for for that, giving me a voice and allowing me to voice my opinions and hearing me out regardless if I'm right or wrong. I love hearing that. I love hearing that, and I think that's really important for like how, how many times did we hear people going the opposite of this and talking about Patricia in the previous regime as like they don't listen. It's their way or their highway, and they've done nothing to get there Patriot other than way be a the Patriot highway. guy. They're they're taking they're riding Bill Belichick's coattail to this job and saying you listen to me because I was I'm part of Bill Belichick. That's not the way the world works. We've seen it time and time again in the NFL. Bill Belichick's descendants do not work for the most part. There are probably some that do, but well, they take more the principles. Failed. Yeah, sorry, I cut you off. No, but they, they take yeah, the principles ahead. of the Bill Belichick regime and then they just do the same thing. Sorry, you can't get away with that unless you've won as many Super Bowls as Bill Belichick. Yep. Like he get he has respect because of how successful he was, and honestly, because he had Tom Brady to back it up. And then and be his voice on the field too. So um, you're right. I mean, you cannot just you have to do it your own way. And I think what we saw out of Patricia this year, or Patricia, it was nothing because uh, he was not on the team. But uh, Dan Campbell, what we saw out of him is he honestly did it his way. 
and he was really genuine about it. We saw the crazy fourth down attempts. We saw the trick plays, the fake punts, um, <laughs> just some of the crazy uh, play calls, you know, like even the third and 15 runs and the third and six runs. Like yeah. some of it didn't make sense, but he stuck to his game plan all the time. He had his way, which is why he took over playing play calling uh, mid-season. And, but not only that, like what, what Tracy Walker is saying here is that the, it sounds to me like the coaching staff was also uniform in what they were talking about. They didn't contradict each other. He could buy in from Dan Campbell. He could buy in from Aaron Glenn. It sounded like from the defensive perspective, at least, that he could go to his coaches. It wasn't just one coach, one guy that he could go to. He said the staff. Like He could go to any of them. He could voice his opinion. They were all players, so they, they had the same amount of respect. you know. And when, when Dan Campbell was going through all these hires, that's what we loved about it. It was the former players. It was the guys who knew what these players had been through, and we were pumped about all the hires, and I think these comments are the reason we were excited. Yeah, the former players are what is drawing respect from the current players. Guys that have been there, not necessarily like the old school guys, but the guys that have been there somewhat recently. And that's one thing that we, like, like you said, we, we were really excited, not because we're getting these guys that know how to coach football, but because, because they were guys that have been there and done that. And we thought that the players would respond to that well. When you're dealing with guys that haven't been there, done that, like we were with Patricia and Bevel, like I don't know if Bevel played, but like that type of, Group, like you need to go from one end of the spectrum to the other, and they did that. They took in respected guys in in this in the NFL circle, not because of who they were coaching under, but because of who they were as people and who they were as players. And I think that's some that's a different approach. It's not necessarily the the approach that's been successful. And I think that's the biggest question still is is this a pleasant surprise like the Tigers were, or is this a step in the right direction like I, we think the Red Wings are. You know what I mean? It's a little different. Like, it, it, it wasn't a good season. It was not a good season. There's nothing that can tell you it was a good season. But here as a Lions fan, when what we were looking at previous is like, this was a, a good season, right? And I think for me, it's the, the, the biggest question right here is like, which Dan Campbell are we going to deal with? Because I've, I think we've been pretty level-headed on, on – who we think Dan Campbell is. We didn't question a fourth down call one day and then praise it the next. We've been pretty level-headed on that and saying, look, this is the way he's doing it. And Ryan, you kind of already brought that up. It's like, he stuck with it. Whether people liked it or not, he stuck with it. And people just hindsight questioned it and hindsight praised it. If that's, do you think? That was his coaching style. Is that his coaching style, or is that his coaching style for what he's dealing with? Absolutely, is, is I think what it's I in the is current what I moment, that's know, his coaching is what style. I want to know. Yeah, and I think that's the the question that that I would still have. And look, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and tell you Dan Campbell's the next great head coach in this league. I would be stupid if I would claim that he is. But what we learned this year for, with Dan Campbell is thirty percent of the job. Let's just say I'm throwing on him. Thirty percent of the job is leading men. He is. Very good at that. He is very, very good at 30% of his job. Now, where are we going to come up with the other 85%? I don't know. 
in in-game situations, can he call <laughs> a timeout ca- at the right time? Yeah, I thought you guys were. I was trying to be funny with oh. the thirty to eighty-five. Thirty to eighty. I just I didn't do math. <laughs> I was gonna, I was hoping you guys would call I, me out on that. I, oh. I did the math. I didn't want to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but th- no, I think well, the other seventy percent is still questionable. Well, but and and I hope that he continues to rely on his other coaches for the rest of that. The percentage, whatever it, whatever it is, seventy four percent. There you go. So <laughs> I, I think uh, you know, like I, I remember when I was playing baseball. I the first couple of years, I didn't have a catcher's coach. I didn't have anybody to teach me how to do things well. Um, and I was, I, I, you know, they would throw me in front of a pitching machine, turn it up to a hundred miles an hour, and put it in the dirt. And I would do blocking drills. I'm like, man, this is terrible. I don't think this helps me at all. I'm not getting any better. (laughs) It's just making me wore out for tomorrow's game. Well, and then, and then I got a guy that played in the minors for six years and he said, well, I, I learned under Chris Hoyles, which used to be a a starting catcher for the Orioles for a long time. And he's like, and he taught me all these things. And, And this is when I got better. And he started showing me all this stuff. I'm like, now this is what I've been missing. Yeah. This is, this is what I needed to do my job better. And I respected the crap out of that guy because he actually did it. The other coaches, no clue. And then and then he moved on to bigger and better things. And I got a new coach in. He's telling me all this crap. I'm like, sorry, I'm not listening to you. I'm not. I'm, I I don't respect you in your past at all. I respect the guy that taught me everything he knew, and I got a lot better, and I knew it. And so that's what Tracy Walker's again. What he's seeing here is like when he's followed his new coaches and what they were telling him, he saw the results on the field. He felt like he got better. He improved. Yep. That's, that's where um, I think Dan Campbell needs to continue on that path, continue to rely on his coaches and, and move on from there. I, there are a lot of question marks about Dan Campbell. Yeah. There's still a lot. I think there, he had questionable decisions. There's no question he had questionable decisions, but the reason behind those decisions is what we need to know. Is he going to make that decision when you're nine and four <laughs> Probably not. Like that, I would assume not. But well, I, I don't know. And I think sure. it takes a it's, it takes a big time person, a big time kind of head coach to say six weeks into his tenure that um, uh, this the most the, the biggest reputation coach that he has on his team with Anthony Lynn. You have the most experience. You have the highest reputation out of all of his coaches. He's saying no, 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 no. Hold on, you're not doing what I wanted you to do with play calling. I'm taking it over. That takes a big guy. That takes somebody who says no. Wait. You know, this, this is what I want. So that, that took a real – to me, that's a leader move. That's somebody that believes in what he wanted to do. No, that's not my style, what you're doing. This, I'm going to show you, I'm going to take it over. And it could have – it made him worse for a couple of weeks. It really did. Yeah. But then they got into their, their groove, their own – some guys came back from injury. We saw what his vision actually meant. And we saw in the Arizona Cardinals game, it's like, okay, we talked about identity a lot. Yep. They weren't going to get there under the play calling of Anthony Lynn. They got there under Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Um, so I want to talk about some some questions that were answered here in 2021. And then I want to get into some questions that need to be answered heading into 2022 uh, in the offseason. What do you think was answered? For me, I think coaching staff right there is an answer to me. I think Aaron Glenn. I think Hopefully Dan Campbell. Around. I think they are straight up perfect at what they need to do. That is, I, I like this coaching staff. We'll see what it turns into moving forward when you have the right pieces in play. Now, on the flip side, a question is is the offense coordinator. I want to hold off on that if that's all right. But I like this coaching staff for the most part. I like the core with Campbell and Glenn. I think that's, that's very important. What about you? Like, Is there anything that, that's answered to you? 
based on what we saw. I think I might have taken this the wrong way, but I'm I'm thinking Brad Holmes answered a lot of questions for me, and we saw all his draft picks. I mean, you can go down the list. They they really came to play this year. Penny Sewell was a great pick where he was, and there were a lot yeah, of, some question yeah. marks there, especially preseason. I'm not going to forget all the people that were that dogging this guy and hating this pick when he was struggling in preseason. It made no sense to me at the time, but um, a lot of people went sour on that pick. And yep. then he produced on the field, and everybody loves him. But Penny Sewell – you got your you got your trenches with the first three picks, and then you go with even Melifonwu. Man, he closed the game. That was a strong game against the Packers. Um, I I think across the board with Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm touching on too many people, and I think that's the problem here. No, that, that's the answer, right? But Amon Ross St. Brown's another mm-hmm. answer. Like we we got an answer in the in the wide receiver room that takes some pressure off of these draft picks coming up next year. I think we learned fifty percent of Brad Holmes is good. He's going to work in the draft now. On the question side, a lot of his signings didn't pan out. That's another part of being, you know, the Tyrell Williams, the the uh, Perriman, the 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 people that were supposed to be weapons and people that were supposed to be on the offense side of the ball that weren't and all one year completely contracts. failed. Yeah, but I mean, still they were supposed to come in and be something, and they were literally nothing. They cast aside and then went and produced on other teams to an extent. Very little. That is a I think. A red flag. You got to be able to sign. Like we talk about with with Alavila, it's like, yeah, the the draft picks are one thing. They do really well. But you are (laughs) one of the worst traders in the the MLB. And signers, like, I mean, we'll see with, with, but like Brad Holmes, part of his gig is is free agent signings. John, it looks like you got something to say. They got some money to spend this offseason, though, I believe, right? They do. And and that's, I think, a question for me I is think, how they're going to do it yeah, and, and I think what la- he can do. Just last year's like free agent class wasn't anything to uh, throw your nose at either. He couldn't sign very many good players, let alone great players. There weren't too many available. I and, think this year will be a, a change of pace for him. In that, and you combine that with the question of what kind of coach is Dan Campbell going to be, what is this, what is this regime going to be with the coaches and stuff? People probably didn't want to come here. It's a massive question mark. Do people even want to come if they had the, the contract offered or the top free agents? That, I think, has changed. I think people are going to look at Detroit and be like, yeah, I'm okay with going there. Yeah, I mean, and we you got, might be able to get these players. I think he knows what he likes. We got Brockers. We got Nick Williams. They, they'd had good years. Um, well, Nick Williams was already on the team, wasn't he? I think he was a one-year deal, but I could have I got that wrong. Did he come in last year from Chicago? I thought, I thought so. Was, I, thought I, th- I think year. he played last year, but I, I could be wrong. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, we he went out and got Brockers. I thought he was that was a trade. Yep, but yep. He, but he still went to get him. Right, yeah, he was yep. still assembling his team. I, I, I really like was a trade that didn't go well. Yeah, that didn't go very well. But I, I'm, Williams, I'm not going to hold that against him. That was an injury related issue. Um, I don't know. I, I think Alex Anzalone turned out pretty good. He he picked up a lot of these guys. Um, you know, on this defense when our entire team was injured and out. He picked up a lot of these guys to come in and just do random things for us. And, and like, Dean Marlowe, pretty good signing at this point. Like, he actually yeah. played pretty well at safety. Um, some of the some of the, the corners that we picked up out of UDFA. I mean, I know, I know. again, that's more like maybe draft-related to you, but he's also bringing these guys in and making his, his practice squad pretty deep. Yeah. Mike, I mean, as an as a outside perspective, were there any answers or questions answered for, for the Lions, in your opinion, heading in this year? Uh, I think <clears throat> I can agree with I, 
I don't know about the coaching staff. I'm glad you pointed that out, but I definitely agree with Ryan about Brad Holmes because, I mean, we brought when him. When you disagree with Ryan, you're a lot more aggressive. Can you be really aggressive <laughs> when you agree with Ryan <laughs> with just to make him feel Ryan. better? <laughs> um, no, I, I think Brad Holmes is answering the bell thus far and doing it well. I mean, you got a long ways to go, and I think that's a great start. You know, I, I don't know a whole lot about the coaching staff, like I said. Um, and I think you're going to touch on OC here in a few minutes. Yeah. And that's going to be kind of a – I think it's going to be a telltale sign of where the offense goes in the next few years because you're you're going to look to build that relationship and that chemistry between your OC and the players that you're that, – that are on your team or you're taking in through free agency in the draft. My my two areas where I thought they, they solidified what the Lions are were actually three areas. I thought offensive line solidified themselves. Yeah. They're a good offensive line. It, with Vitae in at guard, he answered to me that was a massive question mark. I hope we keep him. I, I know I he's too. a cut casualty at this point with the, the salary, but I hope we keep him. Well, they just restructured his deal, so I think they, oh, I they at that. least positioned him to, to stick oh, around for a little okay. while. Nice. No, I like that a lot. Yeah, so I, I think Vitae, I think that was a, a huge thing. At the bare minimum, he's a really good depth guy on your offensive line. He's been placed tackle, uh, guard, and then... And, and all the depth guys, you know, with the injuries that we had, but with Penny Sewell filling, rounding that out with Taylor Decker, solid offensive line. The next one, I, well, to me, was coaching staff. You you hit on it. it I think they, they really answered a lot of questions. And then third to me was Amon R.S. St. Brown. I think we knew the, the running backs were good. We had question marks. Even with all the, re- the free agents that we thought were going to pan out, we knew that the wide receivers was really the worst part of this offense and this team as a whole. And – I think Amon St. Brown changed the dynamic of that offense. He became a go-to weapon, and then Khalif Raymond can do what he does best, which is being the big play weapon guy. And now, and now I can actually see how this wide receiver room would round out if we added one tall, lengthy, really good athlete prototypical in the draft. A stud. a stud. If you get one stud prototypical wide receiver, uh, it, makes, it makes that room look a lot different than it does right now. Yeah, I, I, I love what Amon Ross St. Brown did. I think the trust that Goff has in him is very important. Um, I love the feistiness, now, man. He, he's just tough. I'm wondering if he's the uh, the Jeremy Grant of the team that somebody has to score, somebody has to get the catches, somebody has to do it. Are you a stud in this league, or are you just a really good, a, a good enough player on a bad team so somebody has to get those stats? I still question that. No. What, we've saw, what we saw from him, the grit – and the route running, and, like, what actually on the field, it's like, yeah, it's sustainable. But to what extent on a good team, I think that's that's still questionable. I like I had St. Brown written down as well. I put number three wide receiver question mark, or is he number two? Like, that's where I, I, I'm questioning. I think the O-line and rushing attack in the identity of what this team is going to be is what was answered. It is going to be in the trenches. It is going to be offensive line-driven protect the quarterback, run the ball until they can't stop it or <laughs> until they do stop it and then throw the play action. And that's when you make these wide receivers a lot better than that. That's when you make Goff look better than he is. Um, that's when you have big plays on first down because the entire field thinks you're going to run it. Like that's, yeah. that's how you yeah. get unpredictable is when you have an identity. When and you it, become predictable is when you're unpredictable. Look, the most, most NFL teams are really, really good at one thing. 
and then good enough at other things. And if your one thing can win you a football game, that's when you win football games. When your quarterback is better than any other player on the field, Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, that's when you make the running game look better than it is. That's when you make wide receivers look better than they are. That's when you make it just look easier for everybody else. But you have to be good. You have to be great at one thing. And I think what we're looking at here with the Lions is they're trying to be great with the offensive line, similar to the Colts. Be very, very, very good at this. You start developing a running game. You start developing. You make a quarterback look better than he is. That's the key. The offensive line is fully answered. No question. No, don't, Micah, get me, what don't, were you say? don't get me wrong. I'd love to take Ed Ingram in the second round if he's there, th- late th- third round, and bolster the guard. But we'll get into that some other time. What is Minecraft 2.0? Not today. Not today. No, what I was going to touch on with Amon Ross St. Brown was um, I, I think you touched on it already, but I think if you do bring someone in that is a, a prolific number one wideout, I think it opens the door for St. Brown to become – uh, more creative and grow a lot, so I, I I I think you do have a stud in St. Brown. Yeah, and I like the order that we're getting them in too, because if you get your number one and then you bring in like a a slot guy, now he's the slot guy. I'm out of St. Brown and it became the number one, and so he was moving all over the field on the outside and the inside. He's not just a slot guy. He he showed it all over the field. So I, I like the order that we're doing this in, and I agree. I mean, think about if Devontae Adams and Amon Ross St. Brown were on the same field. like that, They bring something different, but you throw them on the same side, and good luck because they, they can beat you in a lot of different ways in that sense. So for me, the perfect transition from answered questions to question setting in the offseason is Jared Goff. I feel like he could yeah. kind Number one. of – He could kind of – no, like, I, I think he's kind of an answer. Not that he's the answer that's going to take this team to the next round or the next level, but I think what he showed us was good enough, in my opinion. When this team was clicking, it was because he was making good decisions. It was because he was making the right throw at the right time. And once he bought into Amon Ross St. Brown and trusting his wide receivers, trusting weapons outside of Swift – and Hawkinson when he absolutely had to, that's when this offense really started clicking. And when Dan, when Dan Campbell was making play calling, it, what, what was Goff down the stretch? Wasn't he like 4-1? and one? Or sorry, like 3-1 three, three and one down the stretch? I think he won three out of his last four games that he yeah. started. I mean, and there was a tie. Or no, he didn't play in the tie. But like 3-1 and one down the stretch for, for the games that he started, for, the, for what we were dealing with, yeah, it's but a good. It's a good end answer. of the season. He's not the answer. Yeah. I know that he's not the answer, but is he good but you're enough? Still excited. He, is he good enough to head into 2022? Yeah, in my he's opinion, plenty yes. Plenty good enough. Yeah, of course he's good enough to be your starting quarterback next year. Yeah, and and really, like I I would actually I would, I would be completely open to not spending any of these draft picks on a quarterback. When I do a mock draft and I have a quarterback in there. I'm never as satisfied as when I do a mock draft and the entire thing is filled with weapons and defensive players. Yep. Like that's that's what we need to focus on. And so that that's the luxury of keeping golf is you can squeeze another year out of him. Um the the players are, you know, he can he can throw to your wide receivers and develop them. Like he's not as bad as a quarterback as you're gonna get in the NFL. And I think he's exactly what we expected him to be. We expected him yeah, to be yeah. Average when he's good, and when he's bad, he's going to get exposed and get sacked six times and lose Maybe three fumbles. Try to 
spin move outside <laughs> the pocket. <and> it, <laughs> very unathletic. it reminds me was... of the situation the Vikings were in with Case Keenum. Like, wasn't it Keenum that was there bringing them to the – For the Vikings? Yeah, right. before bring, they brought bring him in. to the playoffs, and it, he was kind of like this unbeknownst or – um, this bridge guy for them, and then they brought in Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk Cousins. Who He's they supposed thought, to be the answer. Who thought they were was their guy? Let's but, let's uh, also be honest. Like this is this Rams team has been going to the playoffs or competing for the playoffs for a number of years in a row. They bring in Stafford and they make him. They they become a playoff team. They still lost five games. So let's not pretend that this team's perfect. They're not perfect, even with nobody Stafford. is right. So they they. What I'm saying is, I guess if you if you get an elite quarterback or what what the league believes is elite quarterback compared to Jared Goff, that that's a th- probably a three win difference. Yeah. So overall, so overall, yeah, Goff is plenty good enough for next season. He's also a question. The biggest, the biggest question. Because you have to have a really good quarterback, and I think we're learning that more and more. I think people are realizing. Now that Stafford's gone, and you see the way that this league's working out, it's like you have to have one of the better quarterbacks to even have a chance. Yeah. You do. Like We'll get into the favorites here, here into the, the Super Bowl, but like everybody has an extremely good quarterback. Quarterbacks do not mean you're going to win every single game. No. They do not make you the, a great team. They make you they, – they give you an immense better chance. Yeah, they, they give you a chance every single week. Yeah. Um, so what are your questions heading into the season? For me, the first thing that comes to mind is a playmaker on defense. And I mentally think linebacker. Now, it's easier said than done to find a Micah Parsons and, and bring in somebody that can be a playmaker in that position. There, there's not many. They're the quarterback of a defense that they're a diamond. They're, they're not hard. They're, they're very hard to find is what I should, is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think you're going to find him in next year's draft. I hope so. I hope Nicobe Dean. Or the other guy from Utah, what's his name? I like I the Utah guy. I like the Utah guy. I do too, man. I do too. I really do. <laughs> oh, anyways, we don't need to get into Mock Draft 2.0 yet. For me, I, I want to play maker on defense, and I want a, a linebacker. I do. Now, edge guy would be great. Those are the luxuries. That's what we're going to probably be looking at with our pick. But we need to upgrade our linebacker position to somebody you can completely trust to run this defense. Look, you, you brought up Anzalone. He was fine, but he is the Jared Goff of linebackers. Fine, right? Good enough. Not hurting us, not helping us. He's a depth he's guy. A, he's there. He's just part of the league. He's a depth because guy. Because you don't have enough. How do we get to that next level is, is a, my biggest question. Not for you to answer. We got to keep these things moving. Oh, what, are you, what, are your, what are your questions heading into the offseason here? John, if you have any questions, please don't. Everybody, it's open. I, I don't know. Okay. Can- can I? Oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, Ryan. Well, uh, I will. All right. I'll go so, ahead. <laughs> the draft. What I what I'm really interested about, and and that, again, I'm like breaking your rules because I don't think you intended it to be this. I am so interested to see what Brad Holmes does in the draft because I think that'll tell us what he thinks is missing in this team. And and like last year, to me, it was obvious. They went trenches. They went offensive line. Defensive line, defensive line. That's how they started their draft, and then they started getting into their weapons and, and some linebackers. But they said we are going to rebuild in the trenches first, and I want to know if that rebuild is done yet. I think he could come out and be like, do, do something th- crazy like another offensive tackle and say, we're all in on this trenches rebuild. We want to be elite, not just good, but we want to be elite in certain areas. 
and I'm really interested to see what he does. It might be next level. Now now they dealt with the trenches. They're going edge, and they're going linebacker. And then the next year they go safety and, and DBs. I don't know what the plan is, um, but that I'm so interested. That's my question. I want to see yeah. like I want to see from his point of view how to build a team because I think this is going to tell me a lot in my evaluation of teams from now on. Go I mean, honestly, go look at the teams that have been blue blood franchises for like the last ten years. Just go through their drafts. Oh, I did. And, Who'd you go through? Oh, I went through the Packers draft. I went through the Patriots draft. Yeah, I went through a lot of these drafts, and I and actually, did you go through Seattle, Pittsburgh? I went through Pittsburgh. I didn't go through Seattle. Yep, almost all defense. A lot of defense and offensive line. Yeah, they they really do. Yep, and every once in a while they'll throw running back in there. Every once in a while, uh, not the Patriots, but every once in a while they'll throw. You know, they have to have their quarterback, their guy. Right. But they go, they go a ton of defense. They they overload on defense year after year, and they go offensive line early. Yep. Steelers? No, just just franchises in general. We're just kind of talking about um, how the how to rebuild a team this year will tell us a lot about what Brad Holmes does. No, I I agree with that. But one thing, if you're comparing it to the successful teams, most of these successful teams can take those type of guys because they're late in the draft, right? Well, they have their quarterbacks too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they don't spend them very often on wide receivers. They don't spend them very often on on uh, flashy like running back picks or cornerbacks early on in the draft. A lot of times they will usually go big guys in the middle. They'll go a lot of defense. They'll they'll say like uh, quantity over quality. Um, if they draft one cornerback, they're they're going to draft four <laughs> in one draft. It's it's crazy. They just want the competition. A big question for me heading into the offseason is offense coordinator, obviously, and play calling who's going to be the play caller is dan campbell going to be play calling for for like moving forward or is this new oc gonna make all the play call like that i think is important not that i don't trust dan campbell but like what kind of offense is this going to be because look dan campbell's not a, a lafleur of the the nfl he's not a naggy what naggy was supposed to be he's not what shanahan is he's not he, he didn't come from that, I guess I should say. I'm not going to say he's not that. He didn't come from that, so we don't know. He's self-proclaimed not that. He says he's not that's an ex, a, that's ex, a ex, great point. guy. Yeah. That's a great point. So do we trust somebody that's a self-proclaimed not X's and, o guy, and X's and O's guys making the play calling? Or are, do we need to bring in an offense coordinator that is going to be making these play calls? That is a massive question. I don't expect you to answer it because I think that's a question that everybody would have, every Lions fan would have. No, that's a great question, and I have the same question. I hope he does not now, call who, the plays. Who, who's the, the the tight ends coach that's supposed to be the the big guy? That yeah, everybody. Ben, ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, tight ends coach currently. That's somebody that everybody's saying in in the circle of Lions that has played a huge part in what is working. Is this going to be a promote within and give this guy the reins? Is it going to be – look, I mean, Dan Campbell is an offensive-minded coach if you want to go with the offensive-defensive-mind guy. He's a tight end, yeah. But <laughs> he said it himself he's not. Yeah. So I'm going to believe that he's not unless well, it's that easy to just be like, oh, actually, play calling is actually pretty simple. What I, what, I, what I actually appreciate about it is, you know, he saw something with Anthony Lynn that didn't work with his style early on, and he addressed it. And what this year meant to him is like I. If this is from my point of view. I'm just trying to say it the way I see it. 
I think it was great for him to get the experience of play calling because now he knows what he wants and what he doesn't want. That's a good point. And I think now when he's evaluating other offensive coordinators for the job, play callers, he knows exactly. He says, hey, look, I found a success this way. What do you think? And they can have an honest back-and-forth conversation about what works and what doesn't work with play calling. And I think he can evaluate those coaches way more effectively now as opposed to last year. No, I, I agree. Last year was all about reputation. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Setting a standard, setting a, a foundation, and now he can – he was learning that whole time. Yeah, and I don't want to coach learning on the job, but if you're going to pick a year, this was the perfect year. Yeah, it was. I think that's a, a really good point. Um, another question for me, and, and it's – I don't want it to be addressed necessarily with a lot of money. I don't want it to be addressed in the draft too early, but tight end. I think is is a gonna say that. huge issue in this team. And look, when Hawkinson's healthy, it's uh, <laughs> I, I believe he he can be a top five tight end in this league. I do. But when he's not healthy, that big of a drop off that we saw, you can't. You have to change your offense completely when you hole. don't have a tight end like that, and that is concerning. And I'm, I'm again, I don't want to go out and spend a ton of money. I don't want to go out and draft a guy with our second round pick or something like that. Yeah, at this point, like it, it, we'll, we'll get into mock draft 2.0 later. But like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to do that. But you have to answer this hole because it's it's not good. And I think it was exposed greatly once Hawkinson went down. It, it's one or the other. You go spend or you go draft. And I think you go draft. You go for that third to fifth round type guy. Is this the year to spend on him? It's... Probably. I think it's what his, else are you going to spend? On? I think it's his fifth year, right? Hawkinson. Yeah, I think it's fourth year. Fourth, fourth year. He's got one more year. I'm, I'm just this, trying to this decide. Year, this next year will be his fourth year. First, yeah, his rookie contract. Where, when is that? So after next, or I think before next season starts, we have to decide if we're going to opt into the fifth year, which we're obviously going to do. Yep. So then he has. I think he has two more years currently. Okay. So. I agree. I think the tight end position is a big deal. And and look, I love Kyle Pitts. I think he was a great pickup for the for the Falcons. They play a lot of two tight end sets because he's basically a glorified wide receiver and does not stick in for a lot of blocking plays. He's on the field as a threat all the time, but they don't rely on him to, to block all the time. So he plays a different role within their offense than Hawkinson does for ours. Hawkinson can stick in and, and block plenty, and, and it just changes the dynamic of your team. So even if you don't think he's a top five production in the wide receiver category for tight ends, he's still there for production overall and what he brings to the team and the, and the flexibility that he offers to the team. And I think I agree with you. I, just, I think he is can be elite when he's on the field. We just that's the question mark is can he be on the field? I think the same goes for DeAndre Swift. Like these these names that we've turned into household names, that is a big question mark. Are they long term pieces with this rebuild? Is especially they, when they're not this regime's guys yeah yeah and it doesn't mean they don't respect the guys and and they don't want them on the team it's it's where do they fall in line with the timeline with the rebuild the, yeah. that's the big question mark yep um my last question it's gonna be a softball to you let you finish it and then we'll move on from is this, this. taylor dagger no no because i feel like i got scolded by asking you that <laughs> i'm not gonna ask that again akuda softball he is a massive question to me. How yeah. does he work in this defense? How does he work in Aaron Glenn? It felt like 
this was an opportunity for him to answer a lot of questions with the right regime. I feel like he would be do, saying the stuff that Walker is saying. That would be the perfect scenario. But we have to sit here and yeah. wonder where he fits in this defense. Is he a corner? Is he a safety? Is he anything in this league? I don't. I don't think this is a softball. I mean, yeah, that's a huge question mark. One hundred percent. He tore. He tore his Achilles. That might be the worst lower extremity tear you can have, and try to come yeah. back. If if you're gonna be if you're gonna be a, a an explosive yeah. skill player on the field, I don't know of a worse tear. Is there one? I, growing, Unless you're doing like growing full, area, not necessarily a growing, but a growing area. Can you tear something in there? Scrotum? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's the only thing that came to mind for me. I just watched that episode of The Office. Uh, 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 <laughs> Stupid pen. Uh, Get that pen away from me. No, but I, so, yes, I agree. It's a, it's a huge question mark. It is too bad, too, because I saw the improvement. There were still people that, that weren't completely sold on Akuda. I saw the difference between last year's speed and this year's speed. I saw the difference in his decision-making. He's a good tackler. Um, he does. He did have ability. Did he have weaknesses? Yeah. I mean, he's a big body dude. Like he, he had to play extremely disciplined football to always be in the right position. He didn't have the quick twitch ability and, and luxury that some of these insane athletes have. So the question mark is: Does he come back? Yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be back either as a DB or a safety. And I think his explosiveness and quick twitch ability will determine that for the coaches. They're going to be the ones to determine this and and could he be a safety in the league absolutely his body there was a big argument him coming out of the draft if he was a true corner or if he's better at safety they played him at linebacker sometimes early on with ohio state because he was such a big dude like he can play that that kind of mixed role what tracy walker tried to do last year so we were watching uh the georgia alabama game last night right and people were talking about all right who who's available or who who's on this these teams that are is draft eligible, that's worth it. And a lot of people are talking about uh, Scene, the safety out of Georgia. And I'm sitting watching this guy. I'm like, don't get me wrong. Would love to see him in a Lions uniform if you can get him in the second round or something like that and if that's where we want to go. But I'm looking at him like, do we already have him on our roster with Akuda? Fast, athletic, great tackler. I'm like, maybe that is our – Akuda might be that for us already. Yeah. What what they have to do is try to make the get the most value out of the guys they have to work with. Yeah. Yep. He's still on his rookie contract. He was a high draft pick. Oh we, yeah. We if, gotta, if you cut this guy or move on from him, you're getting nothing if you're trading him. Yeah. And obviously nothing if you cut him. Like that would be the worst case scenario. Find a way to make him work. Get creative. But how? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Use him in that in that hybrid role if you really have to, and make him a part time player if you have to as well. Depth guy, we need depth in the corner. Like, who doesn't need depth in their in their secondary? Everybody, Everybody in in the NFL does. No, I agree. Drinking craft beer, having fun, and talking sports in the state of Michigan. You're listening to State of My Sports. All right. We're going to keep the NFL chatter going. This is going to be an NFL-heavy episode like we talked about in the intro. I didn't want to talk about the most promising NFL rebuild. And obviously I have it's a loaded question because I look at the list, the coaches being fired, the GMs being fired, the and where the Lions are at. 
it's a weird scenario, but I really like where they compare. And I'm 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 curious if you guys think where these teams like there's a lot of teams obviously above the Lions, but they're all taking steps back. Where the Lions hopefully like I mean how many times in our life have we said, Oh, the Lions are taking a step up? Like I'm cautiously saying they're taking a step up, but they're taking a step up, right? Where do they rank in this? Because when you really go down the list, and I have the list here in front of us, but I don't know if we want to name it. I don't know the way this discussion is going to go. It's going to be probably pretty short. But, like, they could jump. Like, this list ends with playoff teams. And I'm not saying the Lions are going to make the playoffs next year, at least at this point. I will be in August. Trust me, I will. <laughs> give him something blue to drink. Yeah, I, I, give me Kool-Aid. Is there a, a blue seltzer down there? Raspberry or blueberry or whatever. Playoffs, what baby. Well, we'll get into the schedule game when it's time to. <laughs> because this is going to be a pretty simple schedule too. But anyways, you look at a lot of these teams, and I'm curious to where – and I, I don't know if rebuild is, is the right scenario. So Ben Solik from The Ringer, he came out with an article. He said the Detroit Lions have the best NFL's – have the NFL's most promising rebuild. I took it a little different, and I'm looking at teams that are basically outside the playoffs into the first couple teams that made the playoffs is where, where I'm at. So I do want to start from the bottom, and we'll just kind of go through them if that's cool. Would you take where the, the Jaguar situation or the Lions situation? Because, all right, don't get me wrong, having a quarterback I think is massive, and I think – they have a higher upside quarterback than we do. Now, where you stand on Trevor Lawrence is a completely different. But with the disaster they just went through with <laughs> Urban Meyer, yeah. who was supposed to be the GM slash quarterback or head coach and do all of this and basically be a hundred percent guy, like that failed. They couldn't keep anybody. I would take the Lions. How many first? How many first and second round picks have left Jacksonville in recent years? I mean, they they can't keep anybody. Like I would take the Lions over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right yeah, now, right. Hundred percent. That's fair. Absolutely. The Jets. Plus Lawrence was the third best quarterback coming out of last year. I told you that you last did. year. All right, so let's talk about the second quarterback coming out of the draft. Yeah, Zach Wilson. My, he, he was my number one. The Jets. Yeah. Right. Like the Jets showed literally nothing. Did they fire the coach? I don't know if they fired the coach. Salah. No, no, they didn't. They just brought a new coach in. Yeah, I I feel like this is a this is probably a fifty fifty coin flip, whatever one. That, but like, I don't buy the Zach Wilson stuff. I, Zach and Wilson I, has gotten better throughout the season. But what I think the Lions did better this year, and th- these these two teams are right there. Probably yeah. they were heading into the year. I think the Lions set an identity. I don't think the Jets set an identity yet, and that's the key to me is I would take the Lions because they have an identity. They know what they're going to do. The Jets don't know. Yeah, you I, brought in a defensive coach with Sala, and you brought in the nice shiny object with a new quarterback. It generally doesn't mix. It doesn't mix that well. <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm curious what it's going to do. They could probably do better because they have, what, two top seven picks this year? Yeah. So that can change things fairly quickly, and I like that side of it. You got a hit on them. You got a hit, but I don't know. The identity is where I would lean towards Lions. I'm also a Lions fan, so. It, I think it's hard to say with Salas' first year. I mean, I mean, I don't know how much identity you get in 
an absolute dumpster fire after the first season. I mean, they're they're a team I feel like that's possibly sputtering up the hill. I don't think the Lions are sputtering, but they're they're going up the hill. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a coin flip, but I think I would take the Lions situation right now. I, I think I would take the Lions too, yeah. and I actually believe in the Jets rebuild. I think they've <laughs> done it through the trenches for a while now. Mm-hmm. They do have an identity. If you haven't been paying attention, they they're pretty big on the inside. They play really good defense. I think they're a couple of uh, playmakers away in safety and and cornerback to make a real difference in the league. Um, and I believe in their young quarterback. I think Zach Wilson will do something eventually. Yeah. I think he got better as time went on. They have some weapons. Um, but but the biggest thing is I think New York in general is just a toxic atmosphere. So that's just a tough thing for any young quarterback to go through is to to try to grow during in that Jets in that New York kind of atmosphere. And that's that's not easy. Yeah. So I think I would I would take the Lions for almost that reason alone is I think the you know, Detroit is always looking for something to celebrate. And and yeah, we might hate our team every once in a while, but like we're we're kind of a diehard like positive type of fans we always we do expect good things except for down the stretch we think you're gonna lose but we're not <laughs> yeah. gonna hate you for it we'll yeah. just expect it out of you yep. uh jess will turn on their guys really quickly and i think that'll that'll go down i'm gonna move through a couple names here quick i think giants i mean they just fired their head coach yeah, they have the a Lions. new gm uh texans with the what they're dealing with with um just a lot of crap i, I would i don't think texans are in a better situation no i'll take a line um, panthers the questions of rule yeah they're gonna keep them but Quarterback scenario, like their defense looked really good, but they lost a lot down. The, what did they start like five and one? Yeah, and did they win one since? I, like it was it was ugly ending. Rule, they're losing a lot. Is of already too. a question. Like Bears, yeah, they might have Justin Fields if if he's going to work in this league. They don't have first round. They're firing their head coach. I think they fired their GM. Yep. Like they're they're heading down, getting ready to rebuild this thing. And who knows if Justin Fields is going to be the next guy's guy. Well, that's they, that's they another still, they, question. They just spent a, a first-round draft pick. They traded up to get him, and he's still a question mark. That That's just a tough situation in general. Yeah. Um, I want to circle back on Washington, if, if that's all right. I'm going to move up to Seattle. Look, Cap Hell, age, oldest coach in the NFL, uh, overpaid quarterback for what he's bringing right now. Like, Overpaid quarterback for what he's bringing. I'm just going to say that and, and duck for cover. I would take him. Let that golf, poor man go somewhere but else. But he's not, not going to turn this franchise around, and yeah. you're going to be paying for it. Put him so, on the Bears, sure. Seattle, yeah. I think, is going to have to go back before going forward. I think Denver Broncos is another one we'll have to circle back on. Atlanta Falcons, aging quarterback. We'll see what happens. Still, I would take the Lions – Potential, we'll see. I'll take Lions over Falcons. Um, Vikings fired head coach, fired GM. They're going to they're be in going disarray. to be in disarray. I yep. agree with that. Take Lions. Um, Cleveland Browns, I think is is. Well, I I don't think I would take the Browns. I would take the, the Browns too any day. I would too, because I think they're built pretty well. They have a they already are what the Lions want to be, but when the health hurt them as bad as it did this year it looked really bad telling you mayfield was was bad this year he hurt this team but he badly. was hurt it, well he was I'd, playing with a separate or like a torn ligament and his non-throwing shoulder but it still hurt yeah but so, e- either way you got to believe in this guy and he hasn't proven anything yet so i would take the ravens over the lions because and that's more of a reputation than anything in a good lamar defense. jackson 
not because of Lamar Jackson, but because of the defense. Seems I think the like defense it. is still very, very good. And John, John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh? John Harbaugh. The Harbaugh's <laughs> are an answer every time. If John Lions want to hire Harbaugh, that, that'll work for me. Um, Saints, they don't know where they're going. They're in cap held. I don't know how they were able to do what they did in the cap situation. They're oh, but they, take got, a, they got a triple threat quarterback. <laughs> they're going to take a step back before a step forward. <laughs> the best wide receiver on the field. He can play tight end. Um, <laughs> I, would, I would personally take the Chargers where they're at. They're, they're also not in rebuild mode. So I don't know if they fit they're, the rebuild yeah, conversation. In, yeah, but I don't think so They're in much better shape than the Lions. I would take the Colts over the Lions situation because I think they, if they would have made the playoffs, look out because they were probably going to make some noise. So you, you review it here. Um, going back to Washington. They don't even have a <sighs> name. Well, when they do, well, <laughs> maybe that's the only thing holding them back. The Washington football team is, is an interesting one for me. They're, they're I don't know. Their, don't, def- their defense is in worse condition than most people think. They, but, people still think of them as a defense from last year and two years ago and three years ago. But not, Chase Young was already group. hurt most of the year. He was gone most of the year. doesn't matter. Even when he's on the field, they, they were not the same group. They have so many question marks Who in the Who's their QB? QB. Offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> Scratch them. So I wouldn't take them. Yeah. I wouldn't. No, they're, not even in, they're not even really in, like, bottom-of-the-barrel rebuild. They're – Halfway up, and they still have nothing. They're going to gonna win too many games next year. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a problem. So you really look at what we're, what we're looking at here. Is the Lions? They were the second. They have the second overall pick, second worst team in the NFL allegedly. And you start looking at this full list. They they could take a massive step up. And look, I'm not going to start saying that they're going to make the playoffs yet. But like, they should. You look at the bottom tier. Take look, a step. You're getting really close to fifty fifty in the NFL right now. Fifty percent make. Fifty percent don't. It, you're getting closer. It's not that. It's not to that extent yet. Yeah. But part of the rebuilding Lions are this close to being one of the better bottom tier teams, if that's fair to say, and that is close enough to a playoff berth. Part of rebuilding is having assets and having a, a two first round picks this year, two first round picks next year. It makes a difference. And I I think with the talent that we've found in last year's draft, that's a all it takes is a couple of good drafts to have a really solid base of core of a team. And so if Lions can hit on this year's draft picks, we can see a, a much different team next year compared to what we saw this year. There's four teams on this 20-team list that have a quarterback that played in a Super Bowl, and Detroit's one of them. Detroit is one of the teams. I do like that. And Ben Roethlisberger's one, he's done. And that was another one that I didn't bring up. The Steelers, I would take the Lions situation over the Steelers situation. And one of them didn't even play, right? What's that? Eagles, or I guess Colts. With full, or with uh, oh, Foles, yeah. Oh, I guess well, he's Foles with the. Over. Is he with the Bears? Bears, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess okay. There, there, there is a wild card there. There's five teams, but I am getting comments that our, our video is blocked because of the song I played earlier. So that's why our stream isn't. That's why we're yet. not getting. Oh, yikes! Yeah, my Dude, phone, my phone's quick. blowing up. My phone's blowing up. Is it? Like, I don't know what to do. People man. are asking. Shoot, Kyle's asking me what's going on too. So. Can they hear, or is everything just blocked? I have no idea. I think everything's blocked because of the song I played. You're just going to have to listen to the podcast, I got to change that up. Guys. L- yeah. Listener Jarrett says that we're on Sam Waldhart's Facebook Live and not State of My Sports. Oh, really? Hey, clutch. A little oh. late late to game. Yeah. <laughs> Again, if you want to listen, it go back, guys. Go to all of them. <laughs> let's get a couple kneecaps in. We'll be all right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. I think, I think your point was uh, well said, right? 
We're pumped about the rebuild. We're pumped about the rebuild. Can you hit a... Figure? From the Red Wings to Michigan State, we're talking about it. This is State of My Sports. <laughs> Hello? Is my, is my bike back on? Was it on the whole time? I turned it down for the sounder. You did? Just in case you sneezed or something. <laughs> yeah, I was talking. That was that was the issue. <laughs> he knew. He knew. Um, but anyways, Micah, you got the you, you're already on it, right? Getting there, buddy. You're already I, on I gotta it. create a new wheel. He's All working right. it. So I don't think Kyle's gonna be part of this, unfortunately. Kyle, are you are you watching? Should I call him? I'm gonna call him. There you go. A little live call. I'm gonna give him a call. And see just good radio. See Four <laughs> options or five options. Feel like I'm on the do deep. five. Do five. I'm, 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 I'm on the DP show. Should I FaceTime we gotta, him. We got a big interview coming. I'm gonna up. Facetime him. See what happens. I'll, I'll explain what we're doing. So we're gonna be doing the NFL playoff draft, right? Adopt a team. Adopt a Adopt team, a team in the NFL playoffs, draft, and we get to draft them. And Micah is gonna randomize, right? Yeah, throw, throw all five of us in there for now. Perfect. I don't think Kyle's gonna answer though. I'll make his picks for him so I can get a better pick. Can he pick fifth? Yeah, we should just make him pick fifth. Or s- we should just give him the last four picks. Is this a regular or snake draft? Oh, uh, we're going to do snake draft. He's not answering. He gets he's the Raiders, the Eagles, the St- Steelers, and the uh, 49ers? <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually kind of want the 49ers. I, kinda, I wouldn't hate to have the 49ers. <laughs> but I'm not going to say. Here All we right, go. so let's just do four. All right, five. Four or five? Hmm? I already got five guys on here. Five guys? Five guys. Five guys pizza? Hey. No, burgers. 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 You're right. Same. First overall pick goes to me. Let's go. I'll take it. Mike, I hope you have the third overall pick. <laughs> Can we play some draft music while this is going? Yeah, yeah. Dun, dun. Yeah, good call. Don't, don't. <laughs> Can't be Sam again. With the second overall get, pick. He doesn't get to go twice in a row. Quick. Who, who do you want we with We got to do this, man. We got to keep going. John. John is number two? Yep. All right. Sam, who do you want with number two? I don't want number two. Who would you take? Ryan. Nicobe Ryan Dean? is at three? Would you take Nicobe Dean at three or two? No. Reach? Yeah, that's a reach. Trade down. I would rather take Hutchinson or Thibodeau at, at number two, personally. I would rather Dean be on the team. Are, are we at third pick yet or fourth pick? Or you're fourth. Yeah, I'm fourth. All right. So we're all going to take two teams. That's all we're going to do, okay? I'm going to cross Kyle out because he didn't answer my FaceTime call. Julio, Julio. What a jerk, first of all. All right, two teams. All right. Now he has no incentive to be on the podcast. All right, Micah. Ever again. I'm going to propose a trade to you. You're going to propose a trade? I will give you my first overall pick for your fourth overall pick. You want to swap places? What? <laughs> Hold on. No, this isn't the way I expected this to go. And a lawnmower. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to give you my first Ryan's overall pick. Lawnmower. This man needs to be a GM somewhere. I'm trying to think of a way to make this work. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Stan Van Gundy would have traded back, too. Because I could get fourth and your fourth and fifth overall pick for your first. All right. I will give you my first overall pick. You can have the Packers. You can have your Packers. So you're I can sl- have your two picks and my last pick. What? You get three? Wait, what? So yeah. I'll get three teams. He gets his Packers. I will trade you my no. first overall pick. 
I would trade you my first overall pick. This was cute. Four, fourth, and, I want and se- fifth pick. I want seven teams. <laughs> no, hold on. I think I'm like, I'm going to do this with you. I want this the, is just me and you now. I want the 2011. I would trade you my first overall pick Kyle's for your teams. fourth and fifth overall pick. Are you really going to take the Packers? He's not going to take the Packers. No. John's not. I'm not. No. You're going to get him. You, you stay there. Way. You stay there, buddy. So I have to take the Packers now? Huh? Do I have to take the Packers? Yeah, if you want to prove a point, go ahead. Do it. I dare you. <sighs> I'm not going to take the Packers. My pick's in. Do it. I'm going to take the Chiefs. All right. Chiefs first off the board. Yeah. I'm not happy with it. I wanted to make this trade really bad. <laughs> Why didn't you take what you didn't want your Packers? <laughs> All right, you. John. You're on the clock, buddy. I know better. With the second. Second overall pick. Overall pick. Come on, your picks in. Yeah, pick us in. I hate it, but yeah, Green Bay. Got to. He's got the pack. I'm so mad right now. I really want to make this trade. Because you already lost? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, Ryan. You are on the clock. All right, my pick is in. think i don't know who i want to take here. <laughs> I um I, I gotta take the buccaneers with tom brady but just uh man makes sense he's really good right makes sense he seemed to win a lot micah back-to-back picks <clears throat> pick is in going buffalo yep good pick would you pick the bucks was i going to yeah 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 See here. Mm, this is what I hate. Pick is in. Okay, pick is in. I hate it. I hate this. Cardinals. Give, go give me the Rams. Ooh. Ugh. Those are the two teams that I would have taken if you would have traded with me. <laughs> <sighs> I can't. I just don't like it. I do love the Bills. I'm not gonna lie. I almost grabbed them at two. I don't hate the Bills. I don't hate it at all. A lot of talent. Run game's hot right now. Ryan. Oh, man, the AFC, I don't believe in the Titans long term for the for the Super Bowl. I think they can make a little run here, but not Super Bowl. Same thing with the Bengals. I don't buy them to win it. Patriots, same. They're not overall contender, so I, my pick is in. Jerry World. I hate yep. it. Yep. I hate oh, the Cowboys. <laughs> but I I think they got a better shot. If, if the Buccaneers don't do it out of the NFC, they've got a really good shot. Their defense is the very Cowboys. interesting to me. <laughs> like, it can be so good but so bad at the same time. Johnny. Pick is in. Give me Smokey Joe and Jamar Chase. <laughs> Dang, good pick. Good pick. All right. Well... I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of good teams on the board still. Yeah, there are. I feel like I, know I wish we would have done man. another one. We can do another round now, though, right? Since Kyle's not part of it. Technically. I think we should do it then, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Well, um, <laughs> my pick's in. Back to back? Yeah. Both my picks are in. I'm going to go Titans. Okay. And I'm going to go 49ers. 
Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. <laughs> John Hickson. psyched you out. Arizona Cardinals, baby. Dang nabbit. AJ Green's gonna get that ring. <laughs> uh, Cardinals, 49ers off the board. Titans off the board too. Pick is it? Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Patriots. Belichick's return. You love yourself some Mac Jones. Sure do. Your picks in, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Going Raiders, baby. Raiders. <laughs> Just win, baby. I mean, hey, man. better than the Steelers and Eagles. They're so. way better than the Steelers and Eagles. Way better. Way, 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 way better. Did I say they were better? Because no. they are. They're bad, eh? We're going to keep the music going. Ryan, explain what betting here was just real quick. Yeah, bettinghero.com, promo code MIBETS. That's about it. Um, and Sam, <laughs> no, it's a it's a sports betting platform online. Uh, they they take all the best promo codes available across all the different platforms. They try to make it easy for you, one stop shop. Go to their website. Uh, they're promoting the best deal for you, so you can win as much free money as possible. Again, um, what bettinghero.com promo code MIBets, and they'll they'll take care of you right there. Win some dough. Do you know what we're jumping into next? I purposely went through that too fast. Yes, I think we're getting into the to the beer grades we after this. We are right? getting well, into our picks. I think we're yeah doing picks first. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're getting we're getting into last week's picks. Micah, you went four and five, brings you to a total of seventy and fifty nine on Let's the season. Go, baby, Kyle again, also four and five. He is uh, one game behind you at sixty nine and sixty. I went five and four, so I creep, uh, creeped, creeped one Crepted. game. No, you, 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 you <laughs> one game closer. I think, I think you crip walked into I this cripped, one. <laughs> Criped walked. Uh, 68 and 61. So I'm one game behind Kyle, two behind Micah. Sam failed everybody, went four and five. He's down all the way down to 66 hey, and he's 63. He's making a comeback, baby. Nope, sorry. You're, you're totally wrong. <laughs> no, I read that as you. I know had it. because I didn't update the sheet. No, I read Micah it. Micah actually went two and four. So I read it as Ryan it shows. went one, or Micah. Or Kyle went one and five. Ryan two and four. I went two and four. Oh my so gosh, Micah, you are terrible. seventy-two and sixty-three. Kyle is seventy and sixty-five, along with Ryan, and I am sixty-eight and sixty-seven. Sorry. Okay, so I'm I only one game behind. You, you read it right. I just like didn't games. update the sheets. I wrote it separately. Got it. I should have told you that. Under the bus. I just wanted to move it along. You know. <laughs> no, I <laughs> asked you to. Get to the bathroom, and I'm not going to explain betting here for five minutes. That's what it took. Let's take something. I don't know. I what went it through takes. it. I went through it, and it was about as good as I could have done it. So <laughs> I ended. All right, let's get in some picks. All right. All right. <laughs> Playoff game. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like halfway paying. Raiders uh, at the Bengals. Bengals six point favorites. Kyle is taking the Bengals. Wow. Micah, what about you? Bengals, baby. Ryan. Man, the Raiders sure find a way to keep every game close, don't they? They do. I'm going to go with the Raiders here, and plus I need a game of Micah. I am right there with you. Close close game. Bengals win. Next, we got the Patriots at the Bills. Bills, four-and-a-half-point favorite. Micah, what are you doing here? Give me the Patriots. Kyle is also taking the Patriots. Ryan. Makes it easy on me. Yeah. Bills, Bills <laughs> are the better team. I really believe that. Belichick could do something crazy. I believe in Mac Jones, but I'm taking the Bills. Belichick will do something crazy, but that's lose. 
badly. <laughs> Micah also drafted the Bills, so it's like he's going oh. for them and against oh. them. Here we go. We got a little spread. Spread action. Uh, I'm taking the Bills. Next, we got the Eagles at the Bucks. Bucks eight and a half point favorite. Micah, what are you doing? Come on, you guys. If any of you guys go Eagles, this is, that's just wrong. You gotta go Bucks, man. Eight and a half, though. Eight and a half. Kyle's taking the Bucks. Oh, I mean, their QB situation is not looking good. No AB. No Godwin. Come on, man. Come on. Wait, is Tom Brady like? Get the COVID or something? What's going on? What are you talking about? No, QB situation. He's talking about the, he's talking Eagles. about Eagles. And oh. He doesn't trust. Um, no. Hurts. That guy's name hurts. Um, I agree. I'm taking the Bucks here. Me too. Me too. As I restart the music. Is that Bucks all around? Bucks all around. I really wanted to take the Eagles. Actually, I think they could do something here. What lose? No, just score enough points. Yeah, lose by eight. Yeah. Ah, come on, you guys. They have such random scores. They're gonna I, lose by like three and a half. That's somehow. what I mean. They could they could win by twenty. <laughs> There's gonna be the first half point of all time. I know. They just score such random. I know. We all we all talked about the Lions game that you guys went to last week, but I happened to stumble onto a party bus. I went to the Philadelphia Eagles game in Detroit, and I was out of that stadium by halftime. Baby. <laughs> that was an ugly, ugly game. That's but Eagles have done that to other teams. Mm. They're just they're unpredictable. They're a weird, weird team. All right, 49ers at the Cowboys. Cowboys, three-point favorite at home. It's a fit that's coin toss, right? This is going to be a rough game for these fans. Um, I, I want to go with the Cowboys, but the Niners looked really good last week. I'm going to go with the Niners. Kyle's taking the Niners as well. Ryan, what are you doing here? I, I, mean, I have to go Cowboys in that case. I agree, though. This Man, this game is a tough one to call. I think I think the line with minus three shows that that the league and everybody respects the 49ers. This is the second most intriguing game for the weekend, in my opinion. The most intriguing is Cardinals Rams. Yeah, easily. But this game is very very interesting. Cowboys defense might be better than what people are expecting, so that could be the difference in this one. And I don't expect the offense to slow down. Their offense is really good. All right, you sold me. I'm taking Cowboys. All right, next we got Steelers at the Chiefs. Chiefs, 12.5 point favorite. No. 12 and a half? Yeah, that's a lot of points for a playoff game. That's Sounds like lot. an SEC versus Cincy game. That's a <laughs> lot of points, but the Steelers, they, they got in the playoffs by the skin of their teeth. They are bad. So I'm, bad. I'm going with the Chiefs. Kyle is taking the Steelers. Ryan, what are you doing? I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Steelers. Why not? This is my chance to make up some ground on you guys. Last game. Cardinals at the Rams. Rams a four-point favorite. Mike, what are you doing for this one? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, give me the Cardinals. All right. Uh, Kyle's taking the Rams. Ryan, what are you doing? I will go with the Rams. This is an interesting game, though. Stafford has kind of lived up to his um, middle game, middle of the game kind of eh, 
quarterback in play. He's he's had it all year long, so I, I expect this game to be close. Yeah, I'm, wait, did you say Rams? I'm going Rams. Okay, I'm going to take the Cardinals. I think they're going to win. I think Rams are going to win by three. Right. That was my third round pick, the Cardinals. So yeah, pick them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm they're al- still going to lose. I'm also catching heat from Jarrett for not picking the Bucks second overall because uh, they have the best flag runner for touchdowns. The best flag, uh, flag runner. Oh. <laughs> Oops. Jeez. Am I allowed to say that? I don't even know. I'm allowed to. Say. That was a mistake. So. Well, good thing yeah. we already got flagged for the music. We I was earlier. talking. So, or, real quick. The reason why I said that, and I probably shouldn't have said it, but <laughs> the funny thing was the I watched Modern Family. You guys ever watch that show? Oh, a few times. And there was an episode that it was um, Cam's birthday. Who, for the people that don't know, he's in a gay relationship with the other guy. I don't remember the other guy's name, but like, <laughs> there, there, it's his birthday, and they said and follow Mitchell. the birthday flag because he's holding like a big flag. <laughs> And he goes, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> and it's just like, that's why. And I tried to make that joke and it didn't go well. Maybe we'll cut it. We'll see. <laughs> Probably should, right? I mean, words words would never hurt you. Oh, except, you're, except these days. Don't worry. <laughs> I just got a text that we're canceled. Yeah, don't worry, canceled. Sam. I, I think your mic's off. <laughs> I think faces, Facebook is going to put you at the top of the list now. <laughs> we already were, I think, when we steal music sometimes. We're going to protest <laughs> outside. <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> yep, this is when things don't. Hey, go I'll well. be watching for that flag. It took guy. 139 episodes, and this is the last. What kind of guy are you? You're a flag guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Hey boy. Just bleep it out. Can we bleep it? We got to find a way to bleep that. <laughs> it is cool that Jarrett's going to be out on the field watching from a pretty good point of view, though, right? Yeah. We're proud of you, Jarrett. Congrats um, on yeah. being a flag. Fly that flag. <laughs> do, do the Packers have home field advantage, right? They do. Yeah. So the flag runners probably don't travel with the team. They do not. I don't, I don't know. Ooh. During the playoffs? Certain Maybe. flags do. I doubt it. Other flags don't. <laughs> I don't think Jarrett flag does. Maybe Super Bowl. Maybe a Super Bowl flag. Super Sir, Bowl? Do Super Bowl flag? Jarrett, if you make it to the if Super you Bowl. you freaking go to the Super Bowl. Because of your flagness. Super Bowl. Then you Bowl. are a mad scientist <laughs> genius. <laughs> yeah, that's just brilliant. Whew, I'm nervous now. I'm sweating. It was it was a good run, boys. Yeah. Well, let's uh, get these beer grades. Yeah, going, let's bud. get the beer grades going. <laughs> Sam just wants to hang out. <laughs> I, just, um, I don't want this to end because I feel like it's the last at this point, based off something I accidentally said. Oh, don't worry about that. No, I shouldn't worry about it. No, no, no. all right, I'm nobody, I'm done. I'm nobody, done everybody about who is listening, stops listening. At all that point. seven of them. They don't care who we picked. <laughs> <laughs> Jared right. the flag. Yep. Guy. Yep. <laughs> Keep saying it. All right. Beer grades. Let's just get this done and over with, huh? Yeah, Flight 6041. Again, 5%er. <laughs> it was brewed in honor of the uh, owner's daughter um, and her wedding day. This German wheat beer has subtle hints of spice and clove and is blended with just the right amount of natural blood orange puree for light, crisp, refreshing brew. I really like it. I don't know what you think, Sam, but I think this is a, a really good light beer. Um, Should be a flagship beer. Yeah, I, I agree. I hope they keep it around <laughs> as long as possible. Carry the flag. Yeah. Yeah. I'll what? carry the DeHop's flag all day, every day. Sam, what grade? 7.8. Um, disappointed in you. I'm going to go 8.2. It's good. I really like it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I should give it a higher grade. John, though. you're drinking it too. Why? It's a light beer. I did sip one glass of it. You drank a um, glass of it? That's yeah. enough for a grade for it. My taste buds were hindered by the Stand Delicious, which is always up there on my list. A high <laughs> ranking. Yeah, beer. yeah. That's always. The Stand Delicious, you can't start with Stand Delicious and give the next beer exactly. a fair grade. Yeah, you got to go light to heavy. I should have had like something to eat in between, you know? Like chips and guac? Like Ryan's been <laughs> snacking on hey. this whole time? I tried, but you made me talk. Like you started right when I got the food. <laughs> I'll give it an eight one. Yeah, it was a good solid pour. Yeah, I might have another one before the night's over. Crisp. Well, before this show's over for good. Crisp. <laughs> for good. One thirty nine. I come back and shit hits the fan. <laughs> we were doing so well without you. <laughs> yeah, you made me nervous, and I. <laughs> we had a good run there. I flagged I, it up. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about some of these comments that are rolling in. They're not good. Yeah, on YouTube. Is Jarrett just losing his mind? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any worth talking about or no? Well, he said that he has two home playoff games for Tampa Bay. If, you know, so if they he, win the first one. Yeah, yeah. so uh, a lot of flag running and a lot of, a lot of flagging <laughs> off, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Uh, what do you call it? Flagging <laughs> off. <laughs> There's a rumor out there that uh, Antonio Brown, guys. when he when he was giving the deuces to the fans, he actually meant it towards the flag runners <laughs> for the Buccaneers, and it was about the guy that gave him COVID. Holy um, cow. Who he gave a high five to in that one game? Remember when he gave a flag guy a high five? That was Jarrett, and yeah. that's who he was giving the deuces to. Oh my gosh, man, that's embarrassing. Yeah, holy cow, the whole world saw that. Yeah, Jarrett Jeez. was in that video too. I hope his social media when he blew handed up. the ball out the wrong ball or yeah, whatever. Yeah, did. Oh boy. Yeah. Anyways, this is awkward. Should I just get this get this show on the road or what? I don't know. Do we have anything else to talk about? We can get into Jared Mike, Love, Mike uh, Jordan Love. Tune in Jared, next Jared week Love? where Jordan we Love? turn that the subject from, from flags awkward. to flag poles. <laughs> <laughs> turn it all around. That was episode one thirty nine, the very last episode of State of My Sports. We would like to apologize. <laughs> Thank for you guys it. for recording. It's awful breezy. Thank outside. you all for listening. Look at that flag. All the flags out there, fly them at. Hi, Staff. Hey, buddy. Thank you for your struggles. Talk to you next week. R.I.P. To the Tigers, to the Pistons, to Michigan and Michigan State, and everything in between. We're talking about it. And don't forget the beer. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. In the meantime, hook up with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at State of My Sports with an M-I. We'll see you next time.